Welcome to Friends with Cinefits. I am your host, Alex McAllister. Thank you for joining me. If this is your first time, thank you for joining, like I just said. Um, I did want to give... I know it's just the beginning of the episode, so I'm going to give this little introduction. Um, I'm just going to have a friend on every week, and they are going to pick a movie and we talk about it. Sometimes... If I want to talk about a movie I really like, I'll just pick someone and say, hey, you're doing this episode with me, and we'll do it. That wasn't the case for this one, though. So, with that yeah. being said, my guest this week is my yeah. beautiful sister, Erica McAllister. Aw, thank you, Alex. Yeah, Hi. thank you for joining. Oh, thank you for having me. I really wish... Was hoping I'd be the first episode, but I no. guess I'll take episode three. <laughs> and I remember in the first episode, you said you were already scraping the bottom of the barrel. That's you. So we've already reached it. <laughs> it's kind of sad. I thought it would be sad if my first episode was my sister. <laughs> that that would be pretty pathetic. <laughs> exactly. Uh, but whenever I had the idea for this podcast, you were literally just sending me messages like, Oh, we have to do this movie. Oh, what about this movie? I want to do this one. I'm not I saying like, I have Erica, a short. Let's calm down. I got like a short list of 20 movies I want to talk about. <laughs> <laughs> I keep going surprised. up with more. Okay, well, with all that being said, Erica, what movie did you choose and why? I chose Hail Caesar. I thought it was kind of. I, I like it. It's a it's a fun movie, and I, I like. It's different from I guess most movies. That are mm. out just the way it's stylized and how everything's kind of brought together at the end. So that's why yeah. I chose it. And not a lot of people have heard about it. Yeah, uh, that's every, true too. Every time I've talked about it and nobody has any idea what it is. And I'm like, oh, it's the Coen brothers. They're like, who's the okay, Coen brothers? Then, yeah, some are <laughs> like, I don't know who that is. And then others are like, that sounds familiar. And oddly enough, the movie that I say that people will know by them is Ballad of Buster Scruggs. <laughs> I guess that's because we're in a streaming world now. Yeah. And everyone yeah, that's just, on Netflix. It came out on Netflix. Yeah. Mm-hmm. I like okay. it. Yeah. And I did want to say there will be spoilers. People have said, hey, you should tell people they're spoilers. They're spoilers. You know, you're listening to a podcast about a movie. Obviously, there's going to yeah. be spoilers It's a given. Yeah. Okay. And one last thing before we get into the movie. A listener reached out to me and gave me some news. This is a follow-up of last week's episode. Um, Unfortunately, we know for a fact that Roger Ebert is not a listener. And we know that because he's dead. He has been dead for seven years now. Oh, that's Um, a while. Yeah, he... (laughs) (laughs) I probably didn't know he existed until after he died, but, um, you know, R.I.P. Roger Ebert. Yeah. Okay, so now we're going to get into the movie. This one's going to be a little different. Um, all the other movies we've done, we've kind of gone through the plot and just went kind of scene by scene and talked about it. This has a huge cast, as we'll get into and it's kind of jumps from like yeah. storyline to storyline. A lot of the characters have their own side stories. 
So I think with this, I'm going to talk about the directors, talk about the actors and actresses and what else they're in and who they play. And then after that, we'll just kind of talk about whatever we feel like. Yeah, sounds good to me. Cool. So I'll get into this movie. Hail Caesar by the Coen brothers. The budget was $22 million and it made $63 million, so not bad. Yeah, no. I think within a week of that, Deadpool came out, which is <laughs> made, I think, $700 million, Yeah. Which is I a like, lot of money. Yeah, I like Deadpool. <laughs> yeah. I like Deadpool. And it's kind of the same audience. It's similar humor, I guess. Maybe not as childish in Hail Caesar, but I think it's young adult yeah um, centered centric is the word there we go this has an 85 percent on rotten tomatoes which is about where i would put it yeah that's a spoiler for how we will review this but i think that's it's pretty good yeah it's a good spot it's a good spot to be at yep and i am going to read the synopsis for this if you haven't Watch the movie. I definitely recommend it. It's a fun time. You'll know a ton of actors in here. There were even like people in one scene that would pop up, and I'm just like, who, where do I know this guy from? Yeah. And I'd have to look it up. Yep. So here is the synopsis In the early 1950s, Eddie Mannix is busy at work trying to solve all the problems of the actors and filmmakers at Capitol Pictures. His latest assignments include a disgruntled director, a singing cowboy, a beautiful swimmer, and a handsome dancer. As if all this wasn't enough, Mannix faces his biggest challenge when Baird Whitlock gets kidnapped while in costume for the Swords and Sandals epic, Hail Caesar. If the studio doesn't pay $100,000, it's the end of the line for the movie star. <laughs> yeah, excuse my poor reading. I haven't had to read out loud in a long time. <laughs> yeah, five or six years since high school. I'm 23. I don't know math, I guess. I'm 23, right? Yeah, I'm 23. Yeah. Sorry. Wow. <laughs> I usually forget your age. <laughs> yes. Oh, and this is my older sister, Erica. She's 26. Yeah. Yeah. Older, <laughs> wiser, better looking. Wow. All those things. I don't think any of those are true. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kidding. Okay. So this movie is directed by the Coen brothers. As we said, Erica. Yes. What Coen brother movies have you seen off the top of your head? Uh, uh, oh no, <laughs> you put me on the spot. Oh, oh no. Okay. I'll, Listen, I'll... Uh, <laughs> you say it and I'll be like, yeah, I've seen it. You put no me on the spot. No country for old men. Yeah. That's what I was thinking of. I didn't. <laughs> With uh, Javier Bardem. Yes. Right. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I like that movie. That was a good one. I think that's their best movie. If you ask me, that's yeah. one my top two or three favorite movies ever. It's so good. It's so good. Yeah. It's really good. Okay. And, okay, I'm just going to name these off. You say yes or no if you've seen it. Fargo. Okay. No. Big Lebowski. No. Oh, Brother, Where Art Thou? No. Burn After Reading. No. Ballad of Buster Scruggs. Yes. Inside Lewin Davis. No. 
I, I thought I told you to watch that like two months ago, and you did. No, Oscar I don't Isaac think we playing guitar. We never discussed it. Wow. Okay. You had to be talking to somebody else. You haven't seen any of those. Are all good movies. Uh, they're like on my list, but you know, I'm I never get to my list. I I guess <laughs> I guess we're we watched Burn After Reading together. It's so good. Uh, nope. Well, just looking at their movies. Joel and Ethan Cohen, it's two brothers. Um, they have, to me, two different types of movies. They have one that's more serious and crime driven, and then they have the type that's like Hail Caesar, where it's more comedy and satirical. So, if you like that, then Burn After Readings, that Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? I think Big Lebowski's kind of funny in this type of way and then there are other ones like inside lewin davis no country for old men and fargo um those are much more serious okay so that's about it for the movies that they've directed um i think every movie that they've directed has been together except now in production now, Joel Cohen with A24. Ooh. They're making The Tragedy of Macbeth, I think. If you guys don't know A24, I'm a big fan. Yeah, you they, are. You talk yeah. about him constantly. You're <laughs> yeah. like, oh, A24, A24. Yep. Yeah, they've made movies, Hereditary, Midsummer, The Lighthouse, Ex Machina, Moonlight. Uncut good gems. Movies. I'm just yeah. going. Yeah, they're all good movies. Really good yeah. movies. But I'm excited for that one. I haven't seen who's in it yet, but I'm definitely going to be watching that. Okay, so moving on to the actors and actresses involved in this. Um, <sighs> Josh Brolin as Eddie Mannix. Mm-hmm. Josh Brolin, if you guys don't know from just the name he's Thanos in the Avengers movies that's everybody's seen Avengers movies and if you have it you know of it um he's the main character in No Country for Old Men Llewellyn Moss and he was also Cable in Deadpool 2 yeah those are probably his most famous he was also in Sicario I don't remember his character's name oh yeah he was in Sicario, wasn't he? Yeah. Yep. Um, moving on, George Clooney as Baird Whitlock. He is... He's goofy in this. That's how yeah. his character is in Burn After Reading. I think that's why... And Oh Brother, Where Art Thou? Like, I saw an interview with the Coen brothers, and they said that after Burn After Reading... George Clooney said, I'm not playing any more idiots. And then they <laughs> wrote this for him. And he's like, he's oh, why it. not? Yeah, but they said he has no shame in any of his takes. Like, in some of these, it'll have, out, not outtakes, but it's obviously they're trying to make him look goofy when he's filming Hail Caesar, and he'll just have, like, spit hanging out of his mouth, and he'll forget his lines, and he's really good in this. Yeah. Yeah, um, I'm 
pretty sure everybody knows George Clooney, but if yeah, not, he's Danny Ocean <laughs> in the Ocean's movies. Woo! Yeah. Were you going to say something? No, I, I like George Clooney. I I think yeah, a lot of doesn't? people like George Clooney, so. Yeah, handsome fella. Mm-hmm. They actually, the Coen brothers in that interview I watched, they said that they, this Hail Caesar was in production, not in production, it was in their mind for about 10 years. Oh, they just ow. had the idea, let's do a movie about a movie star who gets kidnapped. And then they said, George Clooney has to be the movie star. <laughs> and he's like, yeah, I'm in. And then they said throughout the 10 year period that it was an idea, George Clooney in interviews, they'd say, what's your next movie? And he'd be like, oh, I'm doing Hail Caesar with the Coen brothers. And then they were just like, we haven't started working on this yet. And then they said, eventually he said it. And they were like, let's just try to write this. And so they did. And I think it turned out pretty, pretty nicely. Next is Alden Einreich as Hobie Doyle. Oh, Most Hobie. People... <laughs> oh, Hobie. Oh, he's so adorable. Oh, Hobie. He is. Uh, oh, most Hobie. people know him. As Han Solo from the new Solo movie. I hadn't seen him in anything else. He's in a new TV show, I think, on Peacock. Which I believe is a streaming service. There's so yeah, many streaming it's services like a... now. Yes, it is a streaming service. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> um, I think... Did you watch Solo? No, I did not. Okay. He's still just Hobie Doyle for me. <laughs> I tried to watch Solo. I was excited because I'd seen him in this and he's incredible. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And then I tried watching Solo and I wasn't a fan. I couldn't even finish it. He was not charismatic in that. And you have to be charismatic to play Han Solo. Yeah. And in this, he is super charismatic. And I wonder if that's just like the writing or direction of Solo yeah, maybe. Oh, man, I just love, loved him in this. He's yeah. adorable. I was like, oh, come on. And next to him, which these two are, they pair really well together. They're like opposites in this movie. But Ray finds as Lawrence Lorenz. <laughs> yeah. Um, most people know him. Voldemort from uh -huh. Harry Potter. He was also in the Grand Budapest Hotel, yes. which is really good. Oh, and yep. Schindler's List. Yes. So. Yep, I love him. He's, yeah, he's, he's incredibly oh, talented. He's so great. You've got Red Dragon. Yeah, I just didn't want to. I was like, I don't know if people have seen Red Dragon. Oh, okay. Red Dragon is one of the movies in the series with um, Silence of the Lambs. The Hannibal Lecter movies if you guys didn't know he's weird in that yeah he is really he's weird, weird in that. he's good at being weird yeah okay next is going to be scarlett johansson as deanna moran yeah um i'll speak more on her character later because she's pretty interesting but yeah that that accent though <laughs> yeah she does a great <laughs> accent um she's in black widow marriage story Jojo Rabbit, and if you haven't seen any of those, she is Mindy in the SpongeBob movie. She is. 
She is. Oh, we need to watch that together. It's been so long. I bought I that remember, for you. Yeah, the most recent time I watched it, the whole time, I was just, whose voice is that? And it's <laughs> driving me crazy, and I had to look it up. And now I just, every time I think of it, I think of her. <laughs> okay, next. Channing Tatum as Burt Gurney. <laughs> yes. Silly name, but... It's hilarious I think name. this is similar to his role in Hateful Eight. You've seen that, correct? Nope. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> I'm so sorry. No. So he no, wasn't no, no. advertised as being in Hateful Eight. I only knew it because... I didn't know he I was got, in there at all. Yeah, I had a movie poster for it. Tarantino, Hateful Eight, if you don't know. Um, and at the bottom of the movie poster where it goes through the cast, it said Channing Tatum. And I was like, what? what? Channing Tatum's in this? I thought it had to be a different Channing Tatum, but <laughs> no, he's in there. Um, and it's similar to this where his role, he doesn't get a lot of screen time, but whenever he has screen time, he capitalizes on it and it's very important <laughs> to the story. He's great. He's great. Yeah, they don't just throw him in there as, like, a name. So, Frances McDormand, she's in a ton of the Coen mm -hmm. Brothers movies. She's actually married to Joel Cohen, uh, But she's in this as, like, a film projectionist. Yeah. And I think she's very underutilized because she's incredible. And so, I'm glad that they didn't do that for Channing Tatum. If you don't know Channing Tatum, Magic Mike, 21 Jump Street, all that good stuff. Yep. Yep. And I just have some other appearances. These people didn't make... They didn't really have a huge part in the movie, but people will know them. Uh, Jonah Hill as Joe Silverman. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yep. I'll, I have a point to bring up about that character <laughs> later, but also from 21 Jump Street, super bad. He's in a ton of stuff. Everybody knows Jonah Hill, right? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I... I, I I'd say so. Yep. And then the other one I have is Tilda Swinton. Yes. As Thora and Thessaly Thacker. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. She's I love, I liked really her. I liked her as that. I'm used to her doing such like serious, more yeah. serious roles. So it was nice to see her doing something a bit different for me. Yeah. She was incredible. Um, and then Frances McDormand was the other one. And also, one of the extras that helps kidnap Baird Whitlock <laughs> is yeah. Wayne Knight. And I was like, he's so familiar. What's he in? He's <laughs> Newman in Seinfeld. He's in Jurassic Park. He's in Space oh. Jam. Yeah. If you watch yeah. it, you'll, yeah, you know exactly I saw him, who I'm I was, talking about. As soon as he went on, came on screen, I was like, oh, yes. Yeah, it was a lot of people that I like. You could recognize faces, like their names didn't necessarily come to mind, but you're like, I know I've seen them many a time. Mm -hmm. They have like one of the elves from the Santa Claus. He's in a ton of Coen Brothers movies. I think I just can't ever remember his name. And like, if you say his name, nobody knows who he is. He plays one of the writers. I won't spoil who the writers <laughs> are yet. Yeah. Um, but that's about all I have before we get into the actual spoilers of the movie. Do you have anything else? If not, that's cool. No, no, I'm good. 
Okay, cool. So I'm just going to get into this is heavy spoilers, like I said, but this movie is based on a real person. Eddie Mannix, who Josh Brolin plays, was a real person. He's called a fixer. Um, there's a book about him and a couple other fixers from old Hollywood that sounds pretty interesting. I have it in my Amazon shopping cart, but I haven't pulled the trigger yet. Um, but essentially what a fixer does is kind of what he does in this movie. He fixes things. Yeah. And it's kind of like PR whenever Mm -hmm. a actor would be drunk driving and get in a wreck, he would come and smooth it all out. And in real life, that was in Culver City, I think is what it's called. And the entire city was just the movie studio for MGM. And inside of it, they'd have like police, hospital, and all that. Uh-huh. But literally, whenever an actor or anyone would get would have an emergency, they would call the movie studio first. The movie studio would evaluate everything. Then they would call the cops after they've set everything up. <laughs> so, obviously, the movie studio just kind of gets to weed out what they want and what they don't want people to know. And that's kind of why I wanted to talk about Scarlett Johansson and Jonah Hill. In this, they Scarlett Johansson gets pregnant and the guy's married and so she thinks it's him. Yeah, she thinks it's she him. thinks she it's him because Eddie, like you know, asks, and when he's walking away, she's like, "Oh, it could be someone else." Yeah, <laughs> exactly. And that they end up. What Eddie Mannix's idea is is to have her adopt her own kid, so that people don't know that she's having a child out of wedlock. And what they do in the movie is she gives up her kid, Jonah Hill adopts it, and then she's supposed to adopt it back from him. Yeah, he's a person. Exactly. He's a professional person is how they describe him. Sounds like a fun job. And they actually did that in real life. Um, what? Yes. It's, That's insane. It's based on the story of Loretta Young. She had an unexpected pregnancy, actually, with a movie star. I can't remember which one. Don't look at me. Don't. Yeah, I doubt you would know who it is. Nope. I've been watching a ton of old movies, but um, the movie star was already married, got her pregnant, and then they were like, okay, we can't have this on our hands. So then she just ended up adopting the baby, and she didn't even tell her daughter until she was 24. Oh, geez. So yeah, the kid just thought that she was adopted. And then Loretta Young ended up saying, no, I'm actually your real mom. We did this. And then I think the daughter eventually came out and told people. Oh my gosh. Yes. And there's other stuff. I don't know how much of this is true. Like I said, I haven't read the book, but online they said like, there was a plane crash and like with some actors on it. And Eddie literally was there like combing through the dead bodies with his bare hands. 
Um, he helped cover up a party for like their upper management or whatever. They would have these girls. They would tell them that they're going out for as extras in a party or for a movie. And then they'd show up at this ranch and it was literally just the higher ups at, at MGM going and trying to have sex with them. That's and terrible. There were, yeah. There was a case where this woman, um, she was raped, went to the hospital. But like I said, the entire town was the movie studio, went to the hospital. They officially said she had, there was no evidence of rape and that she was making it all up. And she just seemed to be intoxicated. Um, it, she tried to sue, get a lawyer, but the judge was also like on the books. With the, yeah. Friends with the MGM people. So nothing ever came of it, which is honestly heartbreaking that that type of stuff happened. So Eddie Mannix, not a good guy, but in this movie, he, I'm not going to say he plays a good guy. Uh, he, I don't, he kind of does like there's, I think two parts where he'll slap someone around. And I think that it feels more like a comedic slap when he slaps. Exactly. Except the first one, the first one wasn't necessary. Like it was stylized the way they did it, but yeah. And yeah. I think that part of him is more accurate to the real life Eddie Mannix, which is just mean. People said he had mob ties. Um, there's the Jonah Hill character was based on a real person who went to jail for them um, as part of like a DUI by a famous actor. They just got him out of it and had the Jonah Hill character come in and go to jail for them. So it's kind of crazy what they could get away with. Mm -hmm. But like I said, it's not really represented in this movie. But I just wanted to point it out for you to know and for the listeners to know, because I thought it was interesting. Yeah, I didn't know this was, you know, based off of real events and real people. Yeah. And they just said, like, they, the Coen brothers have said in the interview I listened to, they don't do any research. They're past that. They just heard about this Eddie Mannix guy and were like, that's pretty cool. We'll make him, we'll make a fixer the part of our story mm -hmm. and I guess what they'd heard about him, but they don't do, they said that they don't do any research on like the films that were there at the time. Like hail Caesar wasn't a real movie, but they knew, Oh, there's swords and sandals epics going on around this time, like yeah. Spartacus or Ben Hur mm -hmm. or whatever. Um, and so that's why that's the setting, which I thought was kind of cool that they don't have to do their own <laughs> research, you know? They just kind of wing it. Yeah. <laughs> and, you know, you can't really tell that from the movie. No, like, it's... <laughs> in Once Upon a Time in Hollywood, Tarantino made the L.A. strip to look just like L.A. did at that time. Like, he took pictures and made everything look the same, which I think is a cool type of art uh -huh. but like this is a different type of art where 
it it doesn't have to look exact, but it still like looks incredible and like you yeah, would expect. You, you know um, where you're yeah. at, like where you at in the in the point in time, but it's not. Mm-hmm. Yep. And another thing I did want to talk about, I should have talked about that pre-movie, but the cinematography in this was by Roger Deakins. And I'd heard that name before. So I was Mm -hmm. like, let me look into this guy. He did Blade Runner 2049. We'll see. I haven't seen that either. It's one of the most beautiful movies. You got to watch it. Watch it in 4K if you can. Thanks. It's incredible, and I just watched the special features on that, and there's one uh-huh. about like creating the world, and they talked about the cinematography, how it all, like it all looks fake, but it's they just made real sets, they made the lighting look like it does. It's incredible. Everybody watched Blade Runner twenty forty nine. He also did Skyfall, nineteen seventeen, okay. Shawshank okay. Redemption, okay. No Country for Old Men. Mm-hmm. They're He's very talented, and so he does really good in this, especially, I think, the two musical scenes. <laughs> yes. Um, do you want to share your thoughts on those? Okay, you want to start on the synchronized swimming? Sure. I like the synchronized swimming. It comes kind of comes out of nowhere. It hits you, and you're like, what the heck is happening? Yeah, and then everybody. Oh, it was just beautiful to to watch. Mm-hmm. And it, they shot that in the actual Sony swimming pool that they used to shoot aquatic oh, films. Okay. Um, and so they said, you know, everything's already set up for cameras. You know, we just had to choreograph what was going on. And um, I don't think you said it, but Scarlett Johansson. Isn't it? <laughs> oh, yeah. It, yes. Yeah. It's a very, like, mesmerizing scene. And at the end of it, she gets frustrated and, like, <laughs> throws her crown at the music playing, or the band that's playing music. And then she gets out and starts to talk. And, like you said, she does her accent. And uh-huh. it's just a complete 180 from what you were expecting her character to be like. Yeah, because she's talking about how the how the outfit's too tight and all that because she's pregnant. Yeah, yeah, she's and sassy. I think that's also kind of yeah, she's very <laughs> sassy. Um, later on with Jonah Hill, she's like flirting with him, and so he's like he's like pressing something down. I don't know if it's a stamp. I can't remember. And she's like, "You must have strong forearms for that or something." And she's like flirting yeah. with him. Uh, she's, she's awesome (laughs) in this, but yeah, like, I think that's also why the movie studio, they portray her as we saw in that pool scene, whatever. Mm -hmm. And then you find out the real her and it's just like, oh, this isn't as charming, I guess. (laughs) And so if everybody knew the real her, they'd look at her much differently and wouldn't want to watch those movies the same way. Yeah. And so that's I, I, probably I that. why they were like, okay, we have to cover up this unplanned pregnant pregnancy. People can't know about this. Yeah. yeah. You want to go to uh good old Channing Tatum dancing? Yes. 
Channing uh, oh. Tatum scene is incredible. Oh. It's like a tap dance and singing number. Yeah, in like a in like a tavern, mm-hmm. and dressed as sailors. Exactly. And, and how they're they're singing about how they're not they're going to be on a ship and they're not going to see any women. Yeah. No <laughs> dames. No dames. Yep. Uh, he's incredible in that, and it's also when you watch it, you don't understand the importance of that scene because essentially Baird Whitlock's kidnapped and they say hey give us $100,000 put it at the electrical outlet in this studio or whatever and so we see it because Josh Brolin walks in and is watching it Mm -hmm. whenever he's going to deliver the $100,000 turns out our old buddy Burt Gurney is the yeah is the one that's kind of blackmailing them and trying to get the money and so that's the first scene with him it's just a musical number and you're just it's so good yeah oh my goodness it's so good when when they dance on the tables and the bartender's taking the the cloth out from underneath them and Mm -hmm. oh oh man yeah it's choreographed incredibly well there we go I love it. Yeah. I was so excited when that part to the movie came. I was like, yes. Yeah. <laughs> There's a couple of scenes in this that every once in a while, I'll just get on YouTube and watch the scenes. That's one of them. And can you guess the other? No. Would that oh, it wait. were so simple? Simple. <laughs> Yeah, okay. I didn't know. Okay, yeah, I can see that. Yeah, that's Alden Einreich and Ray Fiennes scene. Essentially, Alden Einreich, Hobie Doyle is how I'll refer to him. Um, He's a actor from Westerns. Yes. And we got to talk about how they introduce him before we go into that. Okay, go on. Okay, so they introduce him. He's on set filming the Western. And so he's, like, shooting two pistols. And everything's super mm-hmm. dramatic and, like, over the top. Like, he spins the pistols quite a few times and puts them in. Then he's on the horse doing, like, acrobatics. Yeah, he, like, and does, does a like handstand a, He does a handstand. And then he wraps his leg around a tree branch and spins around and shoots another guy. I was just like, yeah. what the heck is happening? Yeah, and, like, you watch that, and, like I said, he's so charismatic in this. Like, I would watch that movie. I don't know what it is, but, like, he was so good in it. And afterwards, you can see more of his character and how, like, he's a gentleman. Because, I guess, the director goes up to him, and he's like, if you you want me to do this again, I can do it. I I didn't get the handstand on the horse quite right. They're like, no, yeah. Whitey's tired. Whitey's the horse's name. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. He's yeah. just and like, he's like, like, okay, I'm just going to go eat a. Yeah. I'm going to go eat some he's beans. Like, okay, I'm going to go eat a plate <laughs> of beans. <laughs> go eat a plate of and beans. And he just eats a plate of beans. It, yeah. Um, and then they're like, yeah. and then they told him he has to go do another, another scene that with a different director that's not a Western. And he yeah. also has to take a woman to his premiere. Which. I actually wanted to talk about her. Her name in this is Carlotta, Carlotta Valdez. Valdez. 
Yes. Last night, I was watching Vertigo by Alfred Hitchcock. Ah. And a character in that is called Carlotta Valdez. Is it? Yes. Oh, that's cool. I didn't know the actress, so I didn't do any research into her character because mm-hmm. she plays a pretty minor part. And then in the movie, they they it like showed a tombstone. Mm-hmm. It said Carlotta Valdez. I was like, wait, <laughs> wait a second, wait, wait, what? And so I had to pause it, and I was like, that name, I can, I can like hear it in my head. And so I looked it up. Hail Caesar. I was just like, how didn't I like run into this during my <laughs> research? First off. And what are the odds that yes, that ode to Hitchcock was the one movie I watched? Yeah, and when he's wait, he's waiting for, and he gets the lasso out and is doing all the little <laughs> tricks and stuff. I'm like, Toby yeah. is so adorable. You just want to love him. Yep. And at their date, he's he turns spaghetti into a lasso. Lasso. Yeah, he's like, I don't order it with the meat sauce, just so I can do this, and. <laughs> You know, if I was on a date with someone who's playing with their food like that, I wouldn't enjoy it. But Carlotta Valdez loved it. I I I think it's partly his accent and stuff. He makes yeah. it charming. That's true. Otherwise, I'd be like this guy. He like takes his teeth out. Yeah, and he has no teeth from a rodeo <laughs> accident. Yeah. It was weird. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, when they make him go, he's supposed to be in a dramatic movie yeah drama. directed by lawrence lorenz yeah ray fines <laughs> merrily and, we dance is what it's called yeah merrily we dance and he barely i think ray fines character lawrence says <laughs> he barely knows how to talk like what are we supposed to do with him and they're like direct him and <laughs> that's one of my favorite scenes is he comes in he can't open the door the right door? struggles so much and he walks like so stiffly over to the couch and then and then he sits down and he kind of looks terrified yeah and they say give a mirthless chuckle and he's like huh (laughs) and they immediately just say cut like (laughs) they all kind of look at each other like what (laughs) yeah it's so funny every time he's so bad and everyone's just like Oh gosh! And, and then, like, okay, let's do it again. <laughs> yeah, and the next time he goes, would that it were so simple. Well, he says, <laughs> he says, okay, let's 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 take out the 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 mirthless chuckle. Yeah. He's like, we don't need it. That that he's That's like, that was my bad. On my part. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's like, yeah, let's not do that. And yeah. then he was going over everything. He's like, I want you to say this line. Right after she speaks to you. And, yeah. Yeah, it gets into the would that it were so simple. And, honestly, so I watch movies with subtitles on. I didn't watch it with subtitles. I was like, what the fuck are they saying? (laughs) Trying to listen to it. I was like, what? Because he says it so quickly. And you're like, huh? Yeah. So, with subtitles, it's actually easier to spot the difference. Because there's so many times in it where Hobie says, Mr. Lawrence, and he's like, Mr. Lawrence. <laughs> Lawrence. And then the one time he says, Mr. Lawrence, he's like, he goes, Lawrence. Lawrence. <laughs> and yeah. you're just like confused, but with subtitles on, like, you can clearly say he's saying Mr. Lawrence, and then he says Lawrence, but without yeah. the subtitles, you're just like, 
Is he even getting it wrong, or is Lawrence Lorenz just? It's being just a. a w- <laughs> no, it's just a weird name. Yeah. Um, but yeah. now I, I think I'll introduce Thora and Thessaly Thacker because. So. Baird Whitlock is kidnapped, and they go up to Eddie Mannix and they say, "Hey, I got a story." Well, I think. Thora's first. She comes up and says, hey, I have a story about Baird Whitlock. And Eddie's like, oh, what'd you hear? Oh, gosh. Oh, no. And then she goes, on wings as eagles. And then there's like a... A dramatic ah! pause. <laughs> yeah. There's a eagle screech. screech. Yeah. And every time they say the name on wings as eagles, which is a movie title, there's a little screech. And it reminds me of in <laughs> Scott Pilgrim, Whenever anyone mentions his hair, it'll cut back to him and he'll be wearing a hat. I don't know why those types of things are so funny to me, but I loved it. Yeah. We're kind of burying the lead here. Um, Baird Whitlock is kidnapped and he wakes up in this mansion. There's like a maid. And well, we like, gotta talk you... about how he gets kidnapped because it's pretty hilarious. Okay. There... Okay. I thought it was funny. I enjoyed it. So they're doing like a feast scene for his movie Hail Caesar, and uh, you got t- you got the two abductors, and they both like sitting there as extras, and they spike a uh, Beard's chalice, and so. <laughs> He's going, starts going through the lines, and he keeps getting the glass like close to his mouth to drink, but then keeps moving it away to talk, and they're just it keeps cutting to them getting like closer and closer, and then he finally just gulps it all down, and then he goes to take a break, and you can see him stumbling around saying lines, mm-hmm. and that's how they pick him up. Yeah, and I actually liked so one of those extras was Wayne Knight that I talked about earlier. Um, both of them are actually just credited with lurking extra (laughs) and so they don't even have a name their name's just lurking extra and that's all that ever happens to them in the movie yeah they did lurk they looked well yeah he was strumming the loop Um, yeah (laughs) so yeah they they kidnap him like i said there's a maid there and she's like are you one of the actor people and he's like, yeah. And she's like, they're in there. And he has no clue what's going on. He doesn't even know he's kidnapped. He wakes up like in a closet um, on a like a beach chair. Exactly. <laughs> and he goes into the room and it's just a bunch of older white gentlemen talking. And then they're just like, oh, have a seat. And they keep talking. And then they're like, you missed the minutes of the meeting. But don't worry about it. It wasn't important anyways. And he's just like. <laughs> Is this some type of club? And they're like, no, not really. Don't worry. And then they start talking about like economics and the power struggle in Hollywood. And turns out they're just communists. I I want to point out when they're going through all this, they give him a finger sandwich on a toothpick. And so they're talking and he's just twirling it around. And then he picks up another finger sandwich. So he has two finger sandwiches on a toothpick. And he's just like rolling them in his hands just sitting there. I did not notice that. You did it? No. (laughs) He's just hauling them, like just listening and talking. He never eats them. He's just 
hanging on to him. <laughs> yeah. Um, it, yeah, the communists. Yeah, the first time I was watching it, I wasn't expecting communists. communists. Um, and I don't think I mentioned this. We had some technical difficulties, so this is our second try. Yeah, but sorry. In the trailer, it kind of makes the movie seem like it's a team-up movie to save Baird Whitlock, and it seemed mm-hmm. like it was going to team up Channing Tatum, Ray Fiennes, Alden Einreich, and Scarlett Johansson, and Eddie Mannix was just getting them together to go save George Clooney. And honestly, if I watched the trailer and then watched this movie, I think I would have been disappointed that that didn't happen. Because it would have been so cool to see, like, all of them together more. But, like, not knowing that, I'm kind of glad that didn't happen. Just because, like, the way that all these characters are used in this movie, I don't think there's ever, other than Eddie Mannix, I'd say, I don't think anybody... Do not use screen yeah. time, and do not use how you expect it to be used. Yeah, exactly. Everybody's just utilized amazingly in this movie. I think it's awesome directing and writing, and the casting. Like we've said, all these huge names. I'm sure that's how the budget's so high. Like I don't know how you can afford all these people. Maybe Scarlett and Josh Brolin are probably more expensive now. The past four years with yeah Infinity War and Endgame, but who knows? Um, there is one thing I did want to talk about, and it's kind of the religious aspect of this movie. Um, yeah, <laughs> yeah. He starts out the movie opens with him in a in confession. A yeah, yeah. He's giving, he's doing confession. I, I'm not religious. I don't know. Yeah, I'm not Catholic. So. The lingo of this. Um, but the... <laughs> I, I don't know the word. It was the like, lingo. okay, so it's like, it's out of... You're talking, it's like, it's been 27 hours since my last confession. Yeah. And then he, goes, he starts talking about how he smoked three cigarettes. Yeah. <laughs> and it kind of seems like he's going there... It seems like it's a not a distraction, but he's not he doesn't seem actually worried about what God'll do if he keeps doing these things. It seems more like he's going to vent and it's kind of a way to him for him to weigh the two jobs. So he has an offer from Lockheed. Yeah, Lockheed Martin. Um and he quits going to church after he turns them down. And, like, he's in church whenever he decides, I think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, he is, because he didn't yeah. know what to do. And they, the guy was just like, hey, just do what feels right to you. And he's like, okay, that's it. And he just, like, interrupts a mid-sentence and leaves. And so that makes me think it's not really about God. Mm-hmm. Um and also, the Cohen brothers seem to use, like, the presence of God in a lot of their movies. Like, oh, brother, where art thou? That's based on um, the Odyssey, I think, by Homer. I think that's right, right? Yeah, there's the Iliad and the Odyssey. Yeah, I think it's based on the Odyssey. Um, 
But No Country for Old Men, I get something there about religion. I don't know if, you know, I think Javier Bardem's character kind of plays like the devil in that. I could be wrong. I'm just spitballing these ideas. Um, but I've noticed the strong, like, the presence of God in all of their movies, but it's never really well in your face. Because Hail Caesar is like the Roman epic, and it's where George Clooney's character, uh, the his, the, his Roman character meets, what, Jesus? Mm-hmm. And it changes his mind. Exactly. And so, uh, what, um, what's his face? Eddie has to do, he calls in and he gets all the diff- different, you know, religious leaders from the area. And he has that meeting mm-hmm. to discuss if they're doing it tastefully. Yeah. And that was <laughs> kind of what I was going to bring up next. I didn't actually like that scene. I think it, did you think it was funny? I thought I enjoyed it. I thought it was okay. pretty funny how they're just debating it and how they they don't like fight about it, but they keep correcting each other. And but then they go through all this stuff, but in the end, they're just like, "Yeah, it's all right." Yeah, I mean, I just think it fell flat for me. It seemed like just one of those jokes, like a a priest, a doctor and a firefighter walk into a bar you know this just seems like hey let's get one person from every religion at a table and then we can make these little jokes about the differences in each religion and so i don't know i i think that fell flat at least for me um but it did i think it was necessary kind of for the story because they do talk about how to portray God in the movie. Yeah. Well, it wasn't even God. It was Jesus. And so some of them were like, well, Jesus is God. Others were like, Jesus is the son of God. And they're like, aren't we all kind of God? <laughs> and yeah. So does it ever end up showing Jesus's face? I think it shows. No, it shows. It just shows the back of him when he's. Uh, yeah. Given water. water. Given water. Yeah. It's because they feeding water, but <laughs> it doesn't make sense. I mean, you know what? I, I mean. like it either way. Okay, feeding water. Yeah, that's what he was doing. Yeah, and <laughs> uh, going back to on wings as eagles, actually, it <laughs> turned out. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it turned out that the reason why Thora had any dirt on yeah dirt was because of Bert Gurney. Um, He was like, he's the protege of Lawrence Lorenz. And supposedly the backstory for on wings as Eagles is that Lawrence Lorenz and Baird Whitlock had engaged in sodomy. Yes. And that's turns out Bert Gurney is the head of the communists. People that uh, kidnapped Baird, and so they were. Eddie at the end was like, "Hey, your story sucks. Uh, Bert is a communist. Anything that you publish with him as your source 
you'll yeah. just be canceled. Hashtag canceled. Yeah. No, Alex, you better what? than that. You better than that. Using what? Using new age lingo. <laughs> what is? I'm old, so I'm like, what the heck? What? <laughs> what word? What are you canceled? You hashtag canceled. You don't know what canceled means? No, I know what canceled means, but I mean, I expected better of you. <laughs> I thought you. Were I mean, they than essentially that. just say you'll be canceled. Yeah, I'd say make a laughing stock of yourself, but that's my old hippie way. No, they just said nobody would ever find her credible anymore, and she would lose her credibility. Million. Did you catch that joke? What about the subscribers, the viewers, yeah. the readers? Yeah, <laughs> they call the readers. She makes an article. Thora was like. He Eddie goes, what kind of a name is Thor anyway? She goes, it's a name that 19 million readers trust. And then later on, he's talking to Thessaly, Thessaly. who's the same actor. They're just twins and they're rivals. Um, and he's like, what kind of a name, name is Thessaly, Thessaly. anyway? She says, it's a name that 20 million readers trust. <laughs> no, I didn't catch that. Yeah, she just had to one up her sister. <laughs> no, that's good, though. Yeah. So... I liked how um, Bert Gurney ended up getting caught is because Hobie went to go see Eddie Mannix about um, the movie he was shooting to see. Eddie was like, hey, I want to know your opinion on it. And Eddie had just gotten $100,000 in a briefcase and was having trouble shutting it. He finally got it shut. And Hobie's like, I can go get you another briefcase yeah because he's so sweet because hobie's adorable and sweet exactly and then um eddie just he looks up at him and is staring at him and it's like (laughs) what's what's he gonna do like did that i was kind of like he like he was angry eddie was not at hobie see i I i didn't think he was angry i just thought he was like he looked up and he was like you know what maybe I need to. I need to spill some things, you know. Like yeah, need to I think tell he was somebody. frustrated. Yeah, and Hobie said it, and it was going through his mind just how frustrated he was, and he's like, "Okay, I need to talk about it." It's kind of like him going to confession. He just needed yeah. to get something. But off it was just good old Hobie Doyle. Yeah, and so he goes, Hobie, there's a hundred thousand dollars in this briefcase. Um, Baird Whitlock has been kidnapped, and Hobie says, <laughs> "This is bad for movie stars everywhere." And it was like, I don't, I thought that was hilarious. It was so dramatic. Yeah. It was so dramatic. Like, oh no, what are we going to do? And then he lends his belt to help wrap around the briefcase to keep it closed. Then later when he's at that show and he's doing spaghetti lasso with Carlotta Valdez. Okay. All right. So let's touch on again that the briefcase gets dropped off at where, uh, Good. Where, yeah, Bert. Yeah, Bert gets dropped off during Bert Gurney's performance, um, which is his little tap dancing thing at the bar. Mm-hmm. And Hobie's but, at his premiere, or they left their premiere. They're eating, whatever. Mm-hmm. And he 
looks over, or does he walk past him with the briefcase? He look, he's, sit, he's sitting there, like, the way the scenes were shot, you can see someone sitting near yeah. them, and but then he gets up, and when he gets up to leave, Hobie sees the briefcase. Yes. He sees the briefcase with his belt tied around it, and he's, he's just like, like, oh, man, oh, I gotta go. That's the person that's that kidnapped him. Um, and then whenever he walks away, you see, oh, that's Bert Gurney. Yeah, it shows his face. Channing Tatum. Yeah. Yeah, you're like, Ugh. and that's when you're like, that's only the second time you see Channing Tatum. The first time was just his musical number, and you're just like, oh, they just got Channing Tatum in here for a cameo. No, it's like, oh, he's actually the bad guy in this. You're like, oh no, he's up to something. He's working yeah. with the communists. <laughs> exactly. And then, so Hobie follows him to his mansion where George Clooney is. Yeah, they've been and, in his house the whole time. Yeah, and he, he goes in the door and is literally just George Clooney sitting there. I think he's drinking. He's like, you're a communist hey, too? Do- yeah. <laughs> to Hobie. And Hobie's like, come on, man. Or he's like, where is everyone else? And he's like, oh, they're down at the beach. And he's like... Okay, come on. We gotta go. We're getting you out of here. Yeah. And Oh, he's like, everybody's been worried about you. We need to we need to get your home. We need yeah. to get you home. And then it cuts to <laughs> the men the communists, they're writers, they're screenwriters in Hollywood, and they're upset that they aren't getting paid as much as the big wigs. Um and so they're rowing out and then it stops and Channing Tatum's like standing on the edge, and then you see a, a blinking. Okay, and then you so hear, well they're rolling and it's bobbing, and he's sitting standing there like that famous painting of George Washington on the yeah. on the on the front of the you know the the boat, and he's standing there and he's holding a little dog and he's not moving, and everybody's rowing and they're freaking out, and, and yeah, and he's so, just all like stoic. Yeah, that's when the the submarine starts coming up. The communist submarine starts coming up and it makes waves, and he's standing there. Everyone else is like he's freaking still standing out. there. Yeah, yeah, and he's just standing there, stoic, as you said. And then he like he gives his dog to one of the riders, and he's just like, "Hey, take care of him. I'm heading over. I got some communist things to do." And he and he, he does runs the, and the elegantly. Leap. Leaps like he does in yeah, the. Yeah, he does uh, an elegant. It's 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 exact same leap he does in the musical number yeah. when he jumps to the ladder. It's the exact same leap. Yep, he does a little leap, throws his <laughs> arms back. It looks majestic. <laughs> Lands on the side of the submarine like the ladder on the side, and he starts climbing up. They're just like, "Hey, Bert, we want you to have all this money—the hundred thousand dollars that we got from the bribery." And he's like, put it to a good cause. And they throw it to him. He's like, thanks. And then his dog starts barking and runs and jumps to him. He drops the money in the water and catches the dog. <laughs> the money just sinks away. Yeah. And that's pretty much how the film ends. Um, I think there's a couple. There's a scene with Eddie oh, well, after. Yeah, Baird. He gets Baird back. Yeah, he gets Baird back, slaps <laughs> and, him around. And, Baird, and Baird's talking about how great uh, communism is. He's mm-hmm. like, he's saying how great it was. And and then Eddie starts slapping him around. And he's like, you're a movie star and you're going to make movie p- 
pictures because you love them. And that's yeah. what you get paid to do. And he's like, nobody will ever hear of this. You know, he's, mm-hmm. yeah, he and slaps he, him and, around. And he turns into such like a weakling. Like Baron's like easily pushed around and easily manipulated. Yeah. <laughs> and so with all that part of the plot being said, kind of like, what was the point of, like, what's the point of kidnapping Baird? $100,000, like, they just gave it to Channing Tatum. Even if he would have kept it, he's just going to, like, take it over, give it to an entire country? Like, I know it's a lot of money, but a country, like, what would they do with $100,000? And it's not in the right currency. <laughs> exactly. So, like, I just, that's my problem with the movie is just, what, what was the point? They like in the end none of it really mattered. Yeah, that's which, true. Like I don't think it's a big deal. I watched Burn After Reading after I watched this cuz they're two very similar movies and I really like I wanted to watch George Clooney and Brad Pitt in that be goofy. Um See, I had no idea what that movie's about. So <laughs> Okay, let's discuss it later. Yeah, I can't even describe it. But okay. essentially, in the end, someone's just like, it's J.K. Simmons. He's just like, <laughs> so in the end, we just never really learned anything. And then the guy's like, yeah, that's true. And he's just like, well, okay. <clears throat> and that's it. <laughs> that's a, that, Yeah, that's what basically what happens here. And I think that scene with like J.K. Simmons saying something like that was... Like, kind of tied the movie together. It would have been cool, like, if the writers or something would have said, well, this was kind of all for nothing. Like, we didn't... Yeah. The money's not here. We didn't need that. Like, maybe if they needed the money to get the communists there, like the submarine mm-hmm. there, but they didn't, you know? Yeah. I think it would have been better if they're like, huh, well, that didn't work. Or, like, showing them going back in the house or whatever. And then the cops show up, you know, like they open the door and they're like, is Baird here? And he's not there. You know, they're like, Hey, at least we have a new member and Baird Whitlock. <laughs> they walk in, Baird's not there. And the cops are <laughs> show up, you know, and arrest them. Yeah. Cause which when, is also, uh, how did yeah. the cops, do you know how the cops found out about them? The only person that knew was Hobie Doyle. And he never like, called anyone did he i thought he just got in the car and followed them yeah that's what he did i mean yeah, so, i didn't see him call or anything yeah i was wondering how like how the cops found out about it oh Maybe... uh, um because uh eddie was doing research they narrowed down to who worked on the uh on wings as eagles and mm-hmm. all of that and they did narrow it, narrow it down to Bert. So I think it's implied okay. that he found out and he called, was, you know, called the police to pick him up. But Hobie just happened to get there beforehand. Okay, I think I missed that part. Yeah, they they were Good. narrowing it down. I think, yeah, it's implied that. Yeah, they figured it out. Cool. Yeah, and it was kind of funny whenever Hobie's driving Baird away, and they like drive past the police and the police turned down that thing. Baird's like, Oh crap. I could have been there. And like, what they're going to that house. I was just there. Yeah. 
Hobie saves the day. Exactly. Yeah, Alden Einreich is... I think he steals the show in this. He's just so good. I just want to... I want a Hobie Doyle movie. <laughs> yeah, it'd be awesome. Just a movie about him, but... Just a Hobie Doyle. No, instead we get Solo. We get him in Solo. You know how I feel about the new Star Wars movies, so... Yeah, you love them. You said that the most recent one, the... Oh! The, the, what's what's, what's the it most, called? The Rise of Skywalker or something? Is sure, let's go with that. I don't know. Yeah, you said that's your favorite Star Wars ever. And if you say anything different, I'm just going to edit it out. So, do you have anything else you want to touch on in particular? Or do you think that's good? Um, It ends with... uh. With Baird Whitlock finishing the movie, that last scene. Mm-hmm. And he's giving this big speech because he goes back to making movies and being passionate about movies. He's making this speech and it's so good. And people are like crying and and then he forgets the last word. word. Yeah. It was a change. They changed the word and he didn't remember it. Yeah. And so it builds up. There's this music. Everyone's like, man, this is great. And then. Boom. Then it's a letdown, yeah. It's a letdown. <laughs> yep. Yeah, I thought that was pretty funny, too. Because, you you know, you expect it to end on the high note, and then he's just like, gah, almost had it. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, yeah. you got anything else? No, because there really isn't much cussing in this movie, and then he's like, it ends with son of a bitch. Yeah. <laughs> and then it stops. Like, yeah, yep. I think probably the most cussing. I don't even know if she did cuss, but I feel like it would have been from Scarlett Johansson. Scarlett Johansson, yeah. Just her character in this. I don't think she does. I don't really remember anything. Yeah, I don't either. Hmm. No, but... Well, so, oh. with all that being said, Erica... It was a lot, yeah. Would you? Where do you rate this on our world-famous scale on Friends with Cinefits? No. The rating scale of one... To three. No halves. No more, no are, less. One, are you sure? two, or three. Are you sure can't do halvesies? Yes. No. What about decimal points? No. Just one, two, or three. It's like, okay, so like, if I mine one means like a really shitty movie, like Avatar, The Last Airbender. Terrible movie. <laughs> yes, which you touched on last week. God, I hate that yeah. movie. Okay. Two, I'm saying things that I, you know, I like, like, you know, I, I quite like. And I think three has to be like my my holy grail of movies, like the the ones I absolutely like, love, like cherish. Okay, and so, some people have said it's just good, okay, or bad. Nope, I'm getting nope, deeper okay. into the scoring system. Okay, and what do you give it on your two. scale? A two. Okay, I also give it a two on my scale. Oh! Um, I don't really have any basis behind it. I just didn't feel it deserved a three, but it's much better than a one, so. Yeah, that's the conclusion I came into. <laughs> I just worded it a lot uh, eloquently. Yeah, sure. Sure, sure. Um, yeah, so, so far, our scale, it goes Gladiator, Hail Caesar, then The Last Airbender, so... And then I think that's that's bidding. Yeah, 
I, I, so. I can go with that, yeah. I think I enjoy this more than Gladiator. I just think Gladiator's better. Does that make sense? Like, this is just more fun to watch. So, I would I mean, rather watch this than Gladiator. This movie's fun to watch, but Gladiator, I just, like, I've always enjoyed Gladiator. Like, great performances. Sure. I don't know. I, yeah. I've always enjoyed it. Okay, so next. Erica, do you have a recommendation that you would like to share? You figured it out, which I, I, I mean, it's pretty easy to figure out, I would say, for me, if you know me. Uh, I picked Grand Budapest Hotel. The Grand Budapest yep. Hotel, one of my favorite movies. It's like on my the top of my list. I absolutely love it. So I have to go with that because it's just kind of like the quirky fun movie, kind of like what this is. It's kind of mm-hmm. a little different, but yeah, that I love it. Yesterday, I'm, me I'm and go you watch talked. <laughs> yesterday we <laughs> talked, and you mentioned that you were going to share a recommendation, and then I started thinking last night like what my recommendation should be and i was just like grand budapest hotel is very similar i think i'll do that and you texted me this morning yeah i texted you this morning and it was like erica i know this is your pick you like like, you like i'm gonna change the movie that i'm gonna recommend and i was like he's like he's like but i think you've already picked it i was like don't you dare you (laughs) you you jerk he's like Oh, he's like, I was going to go with the Grand Budapest Hotel. I was like, you suck, Alex. <laughs> I don't like you anymore. But yeah. you let me have it. And so I appreciate that. Yeah, yours I, don't really I, count. Oh, wow. Yeah. Thanks. <laughs> I, I couldn't um, come up with a second movie. I tried. <laughs> okay, well, I have my recommendation. Also with an actor from this movie. Okay. Channing Tatum. Okay. My choice is Logan Lucky. Oh, oh Alex. <laughs> yes. It's a great movie. I feel like it has similar uh, like it's so comedy good. high points. Um, yeah, it has what Channing is- Tatum, Adam Driver, Daniel Craig. They're incredible. What is the word that they use? Was it pineapple? Cauliflower. Cauliflower. Yeah. <laughs> Did you just say cauliflower to me? Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, it's incredible. Everybody check it out. Yeah, it's good. It's Daniel Craig yep. as you haven't seen him before. That's for sure. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> if you're used to James Bond, what? Daniel Craig, you'll be in for a shock. Yes. Okay, yeah. so on our next episode, we are what? going to be watching okay. What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Ooh. And the guest will be Caitlin Richardson, <laughs> who is a is a friend of my sister and my mom. I've never yes. actually met her in person. Katie. I think we talked on the phone once. But well, I'm very excited to talk to her about this movie. Oh, she's great. Yeah, yeah. I haven't seen it. I haven't seen it. I just know, uh, what is it? Uh, is Johnny Depp in it? Yep, Johnny Depp, Leo DiCaprio. Leo? Yeah. Leo's real young, so. Yeah. Yeah, Caitlin reached out and said, hey, I want to do a Leo movie. And so we talked about a couple of them, and I told her I'd never seen this one, so that's what we're going with. Hey, at least it's not Titanic. Yeah, exactly. I can't stand that movie. <laughs> yeah. So, um, 
I've been saying at the end of these, like, if you have any movie recommendations, reach out and I'll add you. I'm booked through November. Wow. You got, yeah. you found some people, huh? I did. How'd you manage that? Um, bribery, <laughs> mostly. Oh, I thought you just, yeah. Yeah. Um, no, I tell people they get paid to be on the podcast. They don't. Wait. Huh? I didn't tell you, though, Erica. You're oh. doing this for family reasons. You didn't, yeah. oh. I mean, if there's something else involved, no, I'll gladly take it. <laughs> <laughs> no, but actually, so October is going to be horror movies. I'm not going to tell you sense. which ones we're going to watch yet, but I'm pretty excited for them. Um, like I said, next week's going to be What's Eating Gilbert Grape. Then after that should be horror movies. I think that's enough weeks. I can't remember how weeks work. You know, how many there are. It doesn't matter. Uh, four? Four. In regards that's to what? Weeks, usually, in a, in a month. For what? In a month? Yeah, so you got four No, four I just episodes. mean from now until October. This oh, is important. Two. Sure, two. Yeah, anyways. Thank you all for tuning in. Um, I don't know if anyone's still listening at this point, but <laughs> please check out at CinefitsPod on Twitter. Yeah. Um, we have Gmail, friendswithcinefits at gmail.com. We, we got some more social media sites than I do. <laughs> yeah. We have, we're hosted on a website on notabombpodcast.com where you can check out the podcast called Not I a still Bomb. don't, I don't get how you convince them to let you be a part of that. It's, I'm just so charming. <laughs> sure. <laughs> That's what we'll call it. Yeah, but uh, Troy and Brad have been helping me out uh, with Troy. editing, hosting, all that. So thanks to them. Go check out their podcast. I've mentioned it before. I'm probably going to keep mentioning it. Another movie review podcast. Wait, do you I have to? Is it in your comp? Is it in your contract somewhere that you sign? No, I don't have to. They're just great. <laughs> they're just great dudes. They are doing the Ip Man quadrilogy. I don't know if that's a word, but I like it. <laughs> yeah, there's four of them. They just so made the last if, one. What last year came out? Yep. So if Did you, you like Ip Man, check that out. I don't think yes, you ever watched I am them. For, I am for the Not a Bomb podcast. Yeah. Yes. You seem like good guys. Yeah. So that's all I got. Erica, would you like to promote anything? Nope. No. Uh, that's a okay. big fat goose egg big there. Fat nope. Well, thank you for joining. I I'm glad that you were done with your technical issues such as losing power. I but I don't know what happened. Recording. I don't know what happened, it just went away. Hey, I blame it's... our lovely mother. <laughs> Who will be on in October. Oh, no. Yeah. So, with that being said, everybody, thank you for listening. And tune in next week. Thanks. Bye.